a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am in Northwest Arkansas, which I love being in Northwest Arkansas, and I am in the home of Kelly Stamps. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And Laurie Orman is with us. How are you doing, Laurie? I'm good. All right, so you two are like best friends. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you follow Kelly on social media, you know about Laurie and you know about this friendship and you know about how God has just really put you together a, a, several years back and how you moved here to Northwest Arkansas, go to church together, mm-hmm. serve together, raise your kids together. And so we just want to hear a little bit about your story. And then later on, we'll get to women's ministry and how the Lord you know, uses uh, you for kingdom impact. But let's start off just talking about our stories. And so Kelly, do you want to go first and tell us like where you were born and sure. where, how, you know, where you were raised and a little bit about your childhood? Okay. Well, I was born in Dallas, Texas, and um, my parents, my mom was a Christian, grew up in a Christian home. My dad did not. And my mom would beg him to go to church with her. And he would say, well, if you wanted someone to go to church with you, you should have married a preacher. And so my mom put me in a Mother's Day out and the women there invited her to come to church there. And so she started going and eventually my dad went with her and then um, he worked in retail. And so we moved a lot and we moved to New Orleans, Louisiana, and that's where I started kindergarten. And that's when he got saved. And so um, then we moved and he worked for, we, he worked for a different retailer, but we moved to Benton, Arkansas. And my dad um, worked for Walmart then. And that's when my dad got called into the ministry. So my dad, uh, so then we moved to Fort Worth so my dad could go to seminary. And um, so when I was 11, we moved, my dad graduated seminary and we moved to Flippin, Arkansas. And that's where my dad got his first church as a pastor. And then he was there for 30 years until he retired a few years ago. So he was a, I grew up a pastor's kid most of my life, Walmart kid and pastor's kid um, most of my life. So I always grew up in a Christian home in church. And then, um, then I went to Washita Baptist uh, for college, and that's where I met Laurie, and that's when we became friends, and then moved to Northwest Arkansas after college, and I've been here ever since, and uh, a few a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll get into the details of years. But I love that about your story. So, like the Lord used the church, the local church, to reach out to your mom through a Mother's Day Out program. Uh, yeah, I think wow. it's, you know, my children have, always, have been in Mother's Day out at our church, which is a huge ministry to me just yes. as a mom to have somewhere to put my kids and safe and, and to give me a break. And so I've always, it's a very tender place to me, but I think it's a special place just in my whole life because, and I've told the Mother's Day out workers at our church, I'm like, you don't know that it's, you know, you because you, there's kids that go to our Mother's Day out that aren't Christian, you know, there are families that aren't Christian and um, you never know what an outreach that could be. And I'm like, that changed the whole trajectory yes, of our family's yes. life. It's just them inviting my mom yeah. to church mm-hmm. and, oh. and then my dad went into the ministry, you know, who yeah. knew that my dad would eventually become a pastor and 
Um, so that is wonderful. I love that. And so two things that I know that you love because I follow you on social media, uh, Walmart and the church. I and do. So, there you go. You know, you, you definitely, definitely both reflected in your story. Yes. And so uh, we'll come back to Walmart and the church. But Laurie, jump in here and tell okay. us a little bit about well, you. I was born and raised in Camden uh, in South Arkansas and grew up in First Baptist, Bentonville. And... Um, uh, not Camden. Okay. Grew up in First Baptist <laughs> Camden, not Bentonville. Uh, and so fortunate to have Christian parents uh, who had me in church from the time I was two weeks old. And uh, I was saved when I was 11, um, but I was convicted about being saved when I was eight years old because we had a revival at our church and three of my best friends got saved. And I thought, I need to be saved. And so that's really the first time that the Lord like spoke to me that, you know, you need to have a relationship with me. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off until I was 11. Uh, and I finally gave my life over to the Lord. And um, so fortunate at that time, when I was 11, I had a Sunday school teacher who started teaching my Sunday school class and stayed with us from sixth grade until our senior wow. year. And she was made such an impact in my life. So very, very thankful for her, thankful for my church and my family. Um, and then I graduated from high school, went to Washita Baptist, and that's where I met Kelly. And I have to tell you the story of how Kelly and I got to know each other. Um, I felt like in college, the first couple of years, I always did things with the same people. And every weekend we would go to Hot Springs or go to Little Rock and go to a movie or go out to eat or whatever. And um, I told my roommate, I said, we ought to include some other people in you know, our weekend fun and get to know some other people. And so um, we were thinking about people that were in our pledge class, the pledge class that mm -hmm. I was with. and that were fun girls that we wanted to get to know and so i think actually we invited one girl first and choice. she she was not able to go and so kelly was our second choice and so so That's i right. called That's her right. up and said hey we're gonna go to little rock uh, this weekend do you want to go with us and so kelly went and uh, we just had the best time and kelly was so much fun and so that really just started our friendship uh, and then I moved to Fayetteville, and then Kelly came soon after, and we lived together for seven years. Wow. So, wow. so you really get to know each other. So we know each other really yes. well. Yes. That's great. Yes. That's great. So life in Camden, go back, going back to your childhood, what was that like growing up in small town Arkansas? Well, it was really neat because um, I think that as time goes on, we get away from, we've gotten away from this, but I grew up in the same town as my grandparents oh, yeah. and they actually lived across the street from each other just around the corner from each other so um, I spent a lot of time with my me mom and granddaddy that were my mom's parents and then spent a whole lot of time with my uh, grandmama who was my dad's mom and my grandfather uh, died when my mom was pregnant with me so I never oh. knew him but um, you know they were wonderful Christians and really invested in me I spent lots of nights at their house and uh, ate lots of meals with them, so I uh, grew up an only child, um, and the neighbors, the street that we lived on, we lived in the same house for forever, the whole time I was growing up. All of our neighbors were older people and older women, and so I 
always enjoyed, you know, going to the neighbors' houses and uh, visiting with them. And um, I guess I I got along better with people that were older than mm-hmm. kids my own age because I just didn't have a lot of kids yeah. in my neighborhood or on my yeah. street. Uh, so you know, looking back, I think that's really neat that I got mm-hmm. to know you know older yeah. older people who are all in heaven today. Yeah. So. And really the Lord was in many ways preparing you for women's ministry right. because, you know, just ministering to and relating to women of different ages right. and stages of life and valuing wherever they are exactly. in their journey. And then, exactly. you know, seeing that right. impact your journey. So right. that's really cool. And I even saw how, um, you know, our, our women's ministry does a women a visitation of people that are homebound. Mm. And I saw that with my grandparents, you know, as they got older and women in the church that would, Send them flowers, send them cards, visit them. And so I know how, how important that is yeah. to, to older women. To love on them. Yes. That's really cool. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, um, Lori, you have a few food quirks yes. that we need to just go ahead and yes. talk about. We were talking about that before we started our podcast. Try to help us understand, you know, exactly what you love and don't love when it comes to food. Okay. Well, I'm a very, very, very picky eater, yeah. and nothing makes me more nervous than for someone to invite me over for lunch or dinner at their house, especially lunch. Um, it makes me so, so nervous because I'm so finicky, and so... I'll explain it this way. I don't like any kind of cold white sauce. So that would be mayonnaise, sour cream, ranch dressing. It's just unimaginable to me. Cottage cheese, anything like that. Um, Cool Whip, I do not like. Whipped cream, I don't like. Um, But the good news is I like any kind of vegetable, any kind of meat except liver, any kind of fruit, but I just don't like, I, I call it cold meals. She won't like, eat I don't sandwiches like, or salads. No, no. And I don't like, like lady food. Yeah. And I she don't like salad. any kind of pasta salad. Like, right. I just like things, like things that should be hot, <clears throat> I like them hot. Like, I don't yeah. want pasta cold. And I don't like salad because it's cold. So I, I say I like hot meals. So, yeah. So, um, where does, let's trace this back. How long have you, how long have you had I think these for, for forever? Ever. It's just been yes. like, this is your, Food preference. Yes. Yeah. And so I think my parents never, they didn't cater to that. So when I got older, I started, I started like they would eat sandwiches on Sunday nights. And so I would go with my mom to the grocery store and I would get frozen dinners. And so that's why I still love like frozen yeah. dinners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. TV dinners, they used yeah. to call them. And so yeah. I grew up eating that because I didn't like sandwiches and salads and things like that so So when we go on vacation to the beach we all our families go together Mm -hmm. most summers and we'll stay in a condo well at lunchtime we all come in and we eat same you know everybody eats a sandwich everybody all the kids all me and the both husbands (laughs) and here's laurie with her hungry man salisbury steak tv dinner i was thinking the grossest thing i can imagine and she's over there heating that up for her lunch on a hot Uh beach Uh hungry man salisbury steak i love it i know it's really 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 weird so hey just know what you like that's and right. go with it that's right i love that and well, i don't like raw vegetables okay i bet i love any vegetable cooked cooked okay yeah. well just um so the women of arkansas know we have chick-fil-a 
at Inspire because Laurie has helped us understand <laughs> yes. that there's no place for salad That's right. at a That's women's right. event here mm-hmm. in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, or yes. if you have a box lunch with a sandwich, that's oh, our yes. worst That's nightmare. like that makes me sick. We go on a lot of women's retreats or conferences where they bring out the box lunch yes. with a sandwich, and she's always like, "Well, you and can then, have mine, and I'll just eat the cookie." And then the bad thing is, is people say, "Oh, are you not feeling well? Yes. Do you not want that? Is something wrong?" Yeah. And you're like, "No." I wish I could say I had some kind of allergies or something like that, but no, I'm just finicky. Yeah, I remember the first time I brought you a box lunch at a meeting, and I was like, "Oh, something is something is terribly wrong." Because you sat up there and you 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 were so happy to eat your chips, but you you ate those chips so slowly that I thought (laughs) that was my meal. There's a story here, and so we quickly changed to Chick Fil A, Uh and so you are Uh helping the women of Arkansas. Thank you. I'm glad to help out. All right, all right, Kelly. So we talked earlier about Walmart and your love for Walmart. I've got to dig into this because I have some funny stories to share with you, but like if you post something on social media, like the coat, for example, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Walmart is doing a hallelujah dance because their entire stock across Mm -hmm. the nation will sell out. So I don't know about that. The power of social media. I am am waiting on a thank you note from Walmart for for their sales and coats. I'm sure. I did sell them out of coats this Mm -hmm. year. I love that. I love that. Okay, so... Ta- I don't know why I love Walmart us. so much. I did. I worked for Walmart right yes. out of college yep. for about eight years, and I I loved it. Not everybody loves working for. Listen, I love Target too. I'll mm-hmm. just say that. But I think I just grew up. You know, I grew up in a tiny town in Arkansas, yep. and we. Well, I remember when we got the Walmart. I mean, it was we used to have to drive to another to Mountain Home or Harrison to go to Walmart. Well, mm-hmm. we got a Walmart, and that was a big deal. And that's the only place we had. I just have always loved. I mean, it's just it's every woman. It's just every the everyday girl's place to shop. You have to go in there to get groceries. So if there's something cute. I think it's fun when I'm wearing something and someone, I'm more proud if I'm wearing something and someone compliments it mm-hmm. and I go, well, it was $12 at Walmart. Yes. Then if I got it at Neiman yes. Marcus and it was, yeah. you know, or it's a Louis Vuitton mm-hmm. shirt, I'm right. honestly, not everybody's that way, but I'm more proud when I get bargains. And so when I can find something cute at Walmart, I just think it's, fun. Yeah. I mean, like I got this great coat and it was $20 and it was warm and cute. Yes, and so I shared it on my Instagram and it did sell out because everybody can afford to go get a yes, $20 coat right. or two or three of them in different mm-hmm. colors and we can all join in that where I think there's a lot of like you know social influencers who might share $200 pair dollar of you know, yeah. two hundred dollar cut. Well, not everybody mm-hmm. has that in their budget to run right. in and buy. Or you know, you're at the grocery store, grab it. You know, or you're mm-hmm. at Walmart. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm not like you know. I'm not saying Walmart's the greatest place ever. But if you're in Northwest Arkansas, our Walmarts are very nice. Yes, I mean, they, they are like are. the Taj Mahal. So I'm aware that there's other parts of the country that the Walmarts are not so wonderful. Right. But if you come up here, you'll understand mm-hmm. because ours are really yeah. nice. So after I leave here, I'm headed to your Walmart because I think it is so it much really is. nicer yeah. Super experience. Nice. But I grew up in Harrison, so I'm not yes. far from where uh, you grew up in Flippin'. And I have one Walmart story that has kind of set the tone for my Walmart experience. And this is good for me to work through with you. So I grew up with, uh, you know, uh, my mom. She was all about us having cute clothes and looking nice and so we we would have fewer clothes maybe than everybody else but it was really nice clothes and so we'd go to the boutique or we would go to you know um Springfield or you know over to Fayetteville and we would shop in at a you know a nice store and so I didn't grow up going to Walmart for clothes but I remember one time I decided I really love this outfit that was at Walmart and I thought I'm gonna try it I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try it now 
it probably wasn't the best choice for me because I was heavy as a teenager and it was it was um, stripes across mm. it was a lot mm. of across mm. stripes and um, I went to school the next day with it and I had this like belt on in the middle of it to try to slim it down but there wasn't any slimming happening uh, it was just kind of coming over the belt you know and so I remember walking down the hallway at my high school and one other girl had on the exact oh. same outfit and everywhere I turned that day there it was oh. there it was and even one of the teachers were like do you shop at the same place and it was such an experience for me that I thought oh no she knows I shopped at Walmart <laughs> <laughs> so pride very yes. prideful yes so um. Kelly I saw the post about the coat and I thought it's time in my mm. sanctification journey to deal with this mm-hmm. so I went to Walmart and I tried on every color and I couldn't do it. Oh, Isn't that crazy? So I'm going to go today to Walmart and buy some cute little outfit. They do I'm, have really cute yeah, clothes. They really, they really do. do. Yeah, they've come a long way. And I buy now. I buy clothes at Kroger. Oh, Our Kroger has clothes. Yes. Really? Our Kroger has huh. clothes. And so oh, wow. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's how I'm I'm slowly huh. stepping into this. But oh, anyway, when I just... saw your coat, I was like, yes, I just need to revisit that story from my childhood and just make progress. Oh, and so yes. but, and I would say that in my and and I probably did wear clothes from Walmart as a teenager and I was probably humiliated by it. You know, yeah. I mean we were poor. We were I mean we weren't wealthy. My dad was a small town pastor, so I'm sure that I was but now as an adult, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's kitschy yes. or something. I yes. just think it's fun. Well, I think yeah. everybody like we would cute is cute to me. So cute if I think cute. it's cute and it came from, you know, Nordstrom or Walmart. Yep. yep. Well, I'm all about a good deal, and I love a TJ Maxx 1999. Yes. Yes. Anyway, it was just funny. It was funny. So I then I, I regretted not getting the coat, and then I thought I'm going back to get the coat, and then and they were all out because you the had whole to get them in that first week. Nation were, had, had it wasn't me. I'm that's just, right. Well, that is awesome. All right. So um, both of you came together here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, you moved here at the same time or at different times? Laurie I moved here you? one year before Kelly okay. did. And yeah. then you came up here, mm-hmm. and you you started working at Walmart, and I was teaching art. Okay. Yes, in public yeah, school. That's so, really cool. Yeah, I did that for twelve years, and then you met Enjoyed and married that. your husbands around the same time. Around the same time, yeah. Kelly got married one first. year earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you both joined First Baptist Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And how, Scott were there first. Okay. Then we followed. So. Yeah. So how soon? Um, how long were you there before you got involved in women's ministry? Because, Laura, you're the director of women's ministry at right, First Baptist. Right. Um, I guess we, let's see, we've been members of the church for 14 years. And um, I served on the women's council, I guess, for probably about four years after we had been in the church. Um, our women's ministry director asked me uh, if I would serve on council. And... Uh, did that for several years and really enjoyed that and um, so that's what led into me becoming the women's ministry director when she uh, felt like that her time was done uh, she came to me and and asked me if I would um, fulfill that job which Mm -hmm. I have thoroughly enjoyed for the last four years so and then are you on the team I am okay Uh and how long have you been on the team Um, hmm I guess 
know. It's hard to think about. I went to, I went to Bible study at, at night. We have a Bible study that we have at night for more for like working women. So before I had kids, that's what I did. And then once I stayed home, I started going on Tuesday mornings. And then I think I joined council soon after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been on it ever since. So yeah. probably about eight years, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, we want to understand um, how your women's ministry functions. So when you say council, you're talking mm-hmm. about a group of women who give right. direction and vision right. under your leadership as the leader. Mm-hmm. And so how is that made up of different individuals? Well, right now we have 10 members on council, and I call it a working council um, because everybody has a job, a role mm-hmm. that they play. and. Uh, we have one lady who leads our Monday night Bible study. One of the ladies leads our, sat- our Sunday afternoon Bible study. Um, we have one lady who is over events. Uh, Kelly does our publicity and is also a great mind um, for ideas. And um, So everyone that's on the council has a role that they play. We have one lady who uh, gets all our books for Bible study and sells them, and she's our financial lady. And um, a mentoring. So um, we have a mentoring ministry. We have mm. a prayer ministry. We have a visitation ministry. And so for each of those different ministries inside the women's ministry, everyone has a role that they play yeah. uh, in the ministry. And then do they so, have a team under them or a group of people uh, that kind of help? They really do, yeah. yes. That's so good because it helps get more women involved Involved, in ministry, which is obviously what we want to do. And I love, you know, asking women to be a part of Mm -hmm. things, to be a part of the visitation ministry or um, to help at women's events, uh, just so that people feel ownership in things. Mm -hmm. And when they're excited about it, then their circle of influence gets excited about it. so. So what are some challenges that you see when it comes to ministering to women? I think one I would say is um, because our a lot of our things, like our biggest Bible studies during the day, right. and we have events at night. We mostly right. do night things, but there's times we have lunch. I think getting working women involved right. because sometimes if they work all day, and I mean I was there, so I understand. Like if you work all day, it's hard to go to something at night. Yes, it's hard to go tired. to Bible. Study. They I want a Bible study, that. but there's yes. hard to find that time. Like mm-hmm. their weekends are precious. Um, their nights are precious. Right. So what, what, how do you, we, we've gone right. over and over in our minds of how do we reach working right. women, um, that be, makes the best use of their time, but right. also makes them feel apart. And the same for, um, single moms, single right. women. And we, and we do an event yeah, for we them. Started a, we started a ministry for them. Ministry, yes. Um, because that's a ministry. hard, you know, yeah. same thing. They don't have people to keep their kids or they don't. It's just harder for them right. to get it. They work or whatever, and it's harder to get them involved. And I see I see those two things as, as things that, you know, I think all churches can work right. on. Yeah. Um, and you want to meet everyone's need, you know, mm-hmm. not just focusing on just the same group of people, but yeah. everyone in all different yeah. ages mm-hmm. and stages of life. What's you want to feel like everybody can needs. be involved yes. in some way or another. And Laurie's yeah. good is good about events when we have events at night to go and ask not the same people every time, mm-hmm. but to go to different groups and mm-hmm. say, you know, will mm-hmm. you come help? That way they do feel mm-hmm. um, involved yeah. or I hope and appreciated, even right. though maybe they're not able to come to other things, but they can come, right. you know. So I think that's important mm-hmm. to not just <laughs> get the same little group right. every time right. to be the greeters, mm-hmm. because the same faces every time, that's but good. to, you know, in a church our size. Especially new people, you know, when we yeah. have new women join, I, I'll ask them, hey, will you be a greeter? Will you, you that's know, help good. serve? 
uh, at this event just so that when you surf with other people, you get to know them. Yes. You, know, you bond with other yeah. people. So just a good way for them to get yeah. plugged into the church and get to know yeah. other people. So uh, drill, I'm going to drill down just a little bit on maybe some of the specific things you do to reach these groups, like the working mom. Do you have a specific plan for how you love on them or minister to them? And then also to the single moms, do you you have a ministry? Yeah, we've you do started, some events? Um, I guess we've done now uh, three single women's dinners that we do on a weekend. We either do it on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And we've done, I guess, um, four of those, um, which... You know, we haven't had a whole lot of people attend it, but I think that the women that have come to it have been really blessed mm-hmm. by it. Yeah. Um, some friendships have sparked um, from that. Uh, and then we also have Bible studies at three different times during mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. And our goal in that is to, you know, have women that work yeah. to be able to attend a Bible yes. study. So I referred to this earlier, but we do uh, a Monday evening mm-hmm. study, and then we do Tuesday morning. Yeah. And then we do Sunday afternoon. That's good. So that way, you know, I think, you know, if people were, well, they have an opportunity on Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon or, or Monday night yeah. to attend a Bible study. And I know just from watching your social media, you offer a lot of different opportunities, a lot of different studies. So right. it's not just like one study. Right. You give them choices. Right. And I think that's really good, too. And the choices are different lengths of time, mm-hmm. it seems like. Yeah, you we've, know. We've, done, we've done different things. Um, we tried... I guess we did this four years ago. We we did one study, and uh, it was that Margaret Feinberg's mm-hmm. choose, um, Joy, Joy. Mm-hmm. and um, which was a great study. And so, what we did was everyone came together mm-hmm. and did that study. And so we watched the video as a whole, and then we would break off into small groups. And so you got to choose, you know, whose small group you wanted to be in for the discussion. Uh, we had a good attendance, a good turnout for that. Um, but I also feel like that not everybody's going to be interested in the same thing. Right. And so we try to do a variety. You know, some people like the inductive, you know, verse by verse, mm-hmm. line by line, intense yeah. Bible study. Some people like to do a book study. Yeah. Um, you know, we've done what we call book club studies where it's not really a Bible mm-hmm. study, but it's just a book that you can read together and yeah. discuss. Yeah. So. That's good. I think options are good and you're meeting people where they are because you got to think about the spectrum of milk to meat. Mm-hmm. You know, different people come into the right. Bible study process in different places in their spiritual mm-hmm. growth and we want to just help move them forward. So meeting right. them where they are, you know, just pouring God's mm-hmm. word into them and then giving them options that will stretch them in the future is such a great um, right, process. Right. All right, so mentoring ministry. You, what do you? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? We, I, I get that question all the mm-hmm. time. How do we set up a mentoring ministry? It's like the the million dollar question right yes. now. So, uh, I'll let Kelly speak on this, and and I'll chime in too. But well, we um, so there's a lady that's in charge of it. She's one of our pastor's wives, and she so she has people fill out forms if they're interested in being a mentee. Okay, and then she kind of approaches people to be the mentors. Oh, so you know, yeah, we kind of choose those right um, people that are very you know because you can't just let anybody mentor mm-hmm. off the street because you never know what they'd be right. teaching. So, sure. but anybody can walk in and want to be a mentee. And so, um, so they, they have a team that will get those forms and then they pray over them and match up the, you know, the mentor and the mentee. And then it's kind of a, it's a, it's a pretty open, I I think we can say process as far as 
they decide, the mentor and the mentee decide, we're going to meet how weekly, often? we're going to meet daily, yes. we're going to meet, mm-hmm. how, how are we we're going to do a Bible study? Just kind of, they give yeah. them they give them ideas, but I think it's up to them to kind of decide what they want from so it. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody's going to want something different. You know, some people are going to want just an intense Bible study once a week. Some people are just going to want someone to walk through life with them and help right. them, you know, just be on call, not necessarily mm-hmm. meet every day, you know, meet every week. Um, just... It all depends. And so it's been, I think it's been really good. I think there's been a lot of people. um, I know a lot of people that have had mentors, Mm -hmm. mentees that have, it's just been a really great Mm -hmm. thing for them. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes, you know, we've had a couple of cases where it just wasn't a good match. Maybe because Mm -hmm. one of them was busy and wasn't able to meet Mm -hmm. as much as the other. Or just maybe a personality, Mm -hmm. you know, were different. But for the most part, it's been a really And the time frame is, you know, I think... Maybe they suggest like a year, a year but right. then you could keep it going right. or you can, if it's mm-hmm. not working out, then you can walk right. away from that too. So I think it's right. just kind of a, see That's how it so goes. Good. So I was uh, on the campus of Washita a couple months ago and I was interviewing a class there and we were talking and doing a podcast actually together. And one thing that came up is the, the, the younger generation, they want these relationships. Mm-hmm. They right. really, really want someone to teach them like the practical life skills of how to set the table, how to cook mm-hmm. a Sunday roast, you know, how to sew a button on, but they also want the spiritual aspect of like, how do you have a quiet time and mm-hmm. how do you walk through difficulties of, of life and somebody to do that. But what this younger generation wants is they want it to have that organic feel. Mm-hmm. They don't want that programmed feel right. of you're in a process mm-hmm. and you're a number and all mm-hmm. of that. And so um, I love your blended approach of somewhat of a process, but at the same time, very open and right. organic. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we, we you know, talked about that because that's doable for any size church here. Right. You know, yeah, if you're a large right. church, if you're a small church, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. You can start looking for opportunities to make those matches. Right. So that's really good. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm in town because last night I spoke at um, your event, Tacos and Testimonies. And it was such a fun night. And I know that all of us have posted on social media about it. And we're getting questions and like people want to know what's up with Tacos and Testimonies. So tell us about that event and, um, you know, just how you maybe came up with that idea and how it works for your women. Okay. Well, uh, I guess it was four years ago. Um. I made a mistake on something, and what happened was I invited two speakers for the spring, one in January and then one in April, and I had told both of them that I wanted them to share their testimony, and it was going to be a night event. Well, then I started thinking, oh, that's dumb to do, you know, two night events so close to one another and be called the same thing because at the time we were doing and we still do sweet retreat and that's mm-hmm. where we have dessert and then we have a speaker so i thought well we can't do two sweet retreats so i thought what in the world could we do that would be food but also you know someone sharing their their testimony and so i, I just started like rhyming things i thought what goes with testimonies what could we do and i was like thinking toast and testimonies yeah i mean i, I was yeah. just going through all these things of what starts with a tea that's food and i thought tacos everybody likes tacos and so um we uh had our first one i guess four years ago and what we do is we before the event uh, even two or three months before the event uh, we film women in our church. We film their testimonies and try to condense it to like a 30 or 40 minute uh, video. And we've had, I think the first time we did it, we had six women share their testimonies and we had three women. And then I think last year we had four. And this last night we just had two women share 
Uh, and then we always have a guest speaker who uh, comes in and shares their testimony or um, about our story, not necessarily their testimony, but the mm-hmm. importance of uh, sharing your story because it's really God's story. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a team that does tacos mm-hmm. and always decorates it very festive. And Kelly, do you want to add to? No, I mean, I just think it's just a fun event because everybody loves chips and salsa. Mm-hmm. Even Laurie. I mean, every, even the pickiest of eaters like yeah. chips, oh, and chips and salsa. And if you yes. don't, then... We can't. I can't you. be your friend. I don't there's know. Just, there's nowhere <laughs> I don't to know go. To, I don't know what to do yeah, with you. We you just call it. Um, so you know, I think it, the food is easy. I mean, I don't. Make, I'm not making the food, but I think that's just an easy. Yes, anybody a good way to feed you can a make a taco people. bar pretty yeah, easy. Right, All you yeah. do is make some meat and then put out some yes, cheese and some. Yes. Um, so that's just an easy. I think any church of any size yep. can pull that off because yeah. it's not hard and it's not super expensive. And our cooks do such a good job. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was absolutely. like whole kit and caboodle. They had. Um, beef tacos and chicken tacos and hard shell and soft shell and beans and rice and it was so, so good. It was delicious. Really good. They do a great job. Really good. Really good. And we had a pinata. Yeah, we did. never done that before. But. We did. Our friend Marcy was in charge of decorating this year, and she really went all out on decorating it, just mm-hmm. real colorful with like fiesta mm-hmm. colors. And then she found these taco pinatas. We were and we were kind of laughing. We were going to use them as decorations, and I was like, why can't we just tie them up and mm-hmm. like actually whack it? So we did. We give out door prizes, and so one of the door prizes was you get to come whack the pee and pee yes. it's just kind of fun yeah. you know it's just funny um but yeah I think it's just a fun thing and we we come in our gym our life center and eat and then mm-hmm. we move into our sanctuary and that's where we hear the mm-hmm. testimonies and um, yeah yeah and worship, you have, yeah, worship. We have worship. We always want to have yeah. that component. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. I think the just the concept of our stories and how right. we have the opportunity to give glory to God mm-hmm. for the journey, mm-hmm. and then encourage other people to think about their stories. It's right. just, a, it's just, it's it's not threatening either. Right. Right. You know, that's another thing. This is a good type of event to host and then invite your mm-hmm. community to right, because right. everybody loves a story mm-hmm. yes you know and then pointing yes, it back to sure. him right. so so it was a great event good job it was so well fun. and i also love doing that because um you know i think that so many times we connect with people mm-hmm. just through our testimony and mm-hmm. we learn about people mm-hmm. things that we don't know yeah. about them and and then, you know, there's many people that have said, oh, well, I've gone through that too. Yes. And I didn't know so-and-so was going mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. So it's just a way of, you know, bringing the people in the church together, but also to invite the community. Because yeah. like you said, one of the ladies that shared a couple of years ago worked in the public school system. And so pretty much her whole school came that oh, night because wow. they knew she was sharing her testimony. So it is a, a great outreach mm-hmm. um, yeah. to the community. So And it's always good, you know, to just be vulnerable and transparent. Yes. I think sometimes we struggle with that in the church because yes. we feel like we have to have it all together mm-hmm. and be perfect yeah. and put forward this front, you know, that mm-hmm. life is, you know, easy or good or whatever. Right. And a, a night like that, it sets a platform mm-hmm. for transparency and right. authenticity, which is ultimately what people are longing mm-hmm. for. And then it develops community. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I definitely noticed among your women. I've been with them a couple of different times is there is a genuine love for each other and a love really for the is. Lord. And that's, you know, we give glory to God, but mm-hmm. I attribute your leadership to that as mm-hmm. well. And so um, anything else when it comes to um, what you do to serve the women of your church and community and the other aspects of ministry that well one wanted. thing that we do that, that I really love um, is we do a clothing giveaway every August mm-hmm. and um, we do that right before school starts and so we ask all the people in our church families uh, singles whoever to donate clothes that they're no longer wearing 
Uh, we also advertise it outside the church. We put it on the radio and newspaper and all that for people to, um, you know, bring in their clothes that they're not using anymore. And we do that a week ahead of time. And then on a Saturday, we have this clothing giveaway and we invite those who are in need. Um, we work through the public school system through the, with the counselors to get everyone an invitation. Yeah. Um, who's on free and reduced lunch to come and then also who you know whoever in the community has a need we welcome them to come and and get clothes for free and um, you know it's it's a good way of bringing our the women in our church together that week that are helping and it's it's fun because we're up there all day long you know putting out clothes and it's (laughs) we're getting to serve together I think Mm -hmm. it can be really fun and I also Mm -hmm. like because it's before school starts most of us bring our kids up there and our Mm -hmm. kids have started helping with it and I think it's a really great opportunity just to show your kids Mm -hmm. how we serve and and how fun it can be you know that it's not Mm -hmm. a drudgery thing it's a fun thing Mm -hmm. and it's neat and it's giving and it's and then you know people line up and spend the night oh yeah they camped out, out outside all night long to, to get clothes and, um, and it's humbling because mm-hmm. we live in an area that's very wealthy and so I think mm-hmm. you sometimes close your eyes to the fact mm-hmm. that there is need just around us and so I think it inspires us to want to give mm-hmm. more when you see that you think oh gosh yeah. you know that's and we also powerful. share the gospel with them. Yes, they there's come. a prayer team, and mm-hmm. they share the gospel as they wait, and then there's people that will wait to pray with them right. as they go through. So it's a really good mm-hmm. ministry. We also do a Christmas store. The women's ministry mm-hmm. doesn't do it. The whole church does it. But I think it's a great, anything you can do to serve, mm-hmm. and not just serve yourself, but to right. serve others. Right. Is, yes. um, and I think, it's, I think it's bonding and fun mm-hmm. when you do get to get those serving opportunities as women. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that brings me to a question I definitely want to pitch to you, which is you've had a long-standing relationship, clearly lots of experiences together, lots of fun. What does it mean for you and your friendship to serve the Lord together in the context of the local church and women's ministry specifically? Well, I think it. we both love it. I think it's a calling. Um, Kelly, you know, it's on the council and sometimes she'll say, I, d- I just need to get off council. And I'm like, no, I, I've like, <laughs> like sucked her in. Yeah. I was like, you must stay because yeah. I love your ideas and I need you and I need, you know, um, but it's, it's fun knowing that you're going to go to an event or go to the clothing giveaway or go to Bible mm-hmm. study and see your friend and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so. That's so good. How about you, Kelly? Yeah, I think same. And I think, um, you know, I think it's good to have friends of all, you know, a diverse group of friends. But I think when your core group are the people that you um, spend the most time with mm-hmm. at church and who are who encourage you in mm-hmm. your walk and who are, um, you know, right there serving beside you, I think that's just very important that that's who you're, you know, you become who you spend your time with. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm spending my time with people that are serving in the church yeah. and, and following after Christ, then I feel like that just pushes me on to do the same. And so mm-hmm. that's so good. Right, we had a lot of laughs together too. I bet so. I bet so. I and bet I, it's always fun. This is off topic, but I would say that one of my favorite things about our women's ministry is that we have people of all ages. And I yeah. love that in our Bible study, there's like mm-hmm. young moms that are in their mm-hmm. 20s that are bringing their baby in. Mm-hmm. And then there's women that are like 85. And yes, I, I love, and I love yeah. when I go into my small group, because you never know who's going to be in your group. Mm-hmm. And I go in there and there's the 85-year-old women. Yes. I get so excited yes. because I'm like, I love to hear. So, so and then there's the middle, you know, the women. 
women who they're who have empty nests but are in their fifties or sixties. I love yeah. to be with them because I learn. I don't want to be with just my age right. and my because I learn some. I learn from the young girls and I yeah. and I and I'm a, and I love being able to say it's gonna be okay. Your baby yes. will sleep one day and yes. you know. Yeah. And so um, I think that's great too when you have mm-hmm. a women's ministry that has all ages. I think sometimes we're like, well, I don't you know. The older ladies don't want to be with the younger ladies, but I think it's so giving, life-giving yes. to be mm-hmm. able to... I agree. And it's a picture of the body of Christ, yes. which is always, always mm-hmm. what we should be, mm-hmm. you know, cultivating in our life is, you mm-hmm. know, that diversity and those shared experiences because you never know when you're going to need that person who right. God's placed in your path in a Bible study mm-hmm. or in a service project or maybe singing next to each other in the choir or, mm-hmm. or wherever your, your paths crossed and then... In turn, they're going to need you, too. Mm-hmm. So that interdependency is so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Kelly Stamps and Lori Orman, uh, for joining you. me today yes, and for just um, just for being transparent. You know, you're such leaders in our state, and I know that that probably sounds, you know, awkward sometimes to hear, but it's true. God has given you a platform, and you use it well for His glory. And so I'm thankful for your, your friendship and thankful for how you serve the women of Arkansas. And don't you just love our state? Oh, do. gosh. Oh, yes, yes I do. Don't you just love Arkansas? Yes. I do I'm love just, Arkansas a lot. I mean, I'm I want to stay here forever. So. <laughs> I love to go out of state, but I always love to come home. Yeah, so. Me too. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we will uh, join and see you again soon, hopefully. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. This episode of Inspire on the Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth on the Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.